Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are, day three. We are still in Louisville, Kentucky, and I think we can see the finish line. It's been a long week. I guess uh, everybody's able to kind of uh, regroup here at least one more time before we hit the final stretch. This morning, I'm excited to bring to you during the Browning Trail Cameras takeover of the Break Podcast. I have Miss Shondi Campbell with me from Browning. She is what they call their media specialist, I believe. That is true. <laughs> and we're actually going to have Mr. Derek Dernberger as a guest yeah. on the Break Podcast here this morning. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You've done one of these before? Once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at it. <laughs> We're just making it up as we go along, ladies and gentlemen. We're a little tired. Uh, might be a little uh, at a loss for words from time to time, but I think we're going to be able to get through this and give you a good time this morning, right? Well, we have you, Tom. Yes. <laughs> you can fill in all the blanks. I'll be the energizer bunny for everybody this morning. It's been great these last two days because I hate listening to myself. You watch Seinfeld. You hear Costanza get, buys an audio book and he listens to himself. That's how I am. Right. Hearing my voice. Someone and now we got a professional. I don't know what Seinfeld is. Oh, my is. God. Oh, we went through this. Who was I talking to the other day that was like, I don't think Shondi knows anything past before Friends. Nope. Friends is old. Friends is That's old. like, what? Yeah. Friends was like yesterday. I brought up Seinfeld. I was like, I wasn't even born yet. What are you about? <laughs> like, who is this Costanza guy? <laughs> That's a, that's your next gift from me. I'm buying you all nine seasons. Like in oh, Seinfeld. Yes, yes. That's your homework. But, <laughs> so when right. we start referencing Seinfeld and Costanza, you'll understand. Oh, uh, no. The yeah. other one's that Office one. They always bring up the Office show, and I'm... Well, that's not that even that old, Yeah, office. that was like... That, really? I think that's even more recent than Friends, isn't it? Well, way more recent. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. You sure? Positive, uh, man. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was old already when The Office came out because some of it was, I didn't know what they were talking about. It was over my head already. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, I'll get it. Super there. young, then. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do this morning, uh, we'll kind of follow the same format we've done with everybody else. We'll talk a little bit about the 2018 season, and then we might get into some more fun stuff where we can try and figure out and understand why there's somebody on the planet that doesn't know about Seinfeld because that's ridiculous. <laughs> Millennial. <laughs> yep, we're going to get on a millennial topic later, too. I don't usually, you know, take that. Though, so. <laughs> well, we can start with Derek. I, <laughs> I almost want to go back to the spring for 2018 because my turkey hunt for the break this year, I've st- I still don't know if I've recovered from that because I seriously still don't think I've ever seen that before. And Derek can tell you the turkey that I killed this spring for the break we went back and watched it in slow motion. I make the shot. The turkey goes down, out of sight, rolls, and next thing we know, he is flying. Yeah. It's a neck shot. Neck shot. I mean, smoked him. Really? And he gets up. So, yeah, the whole story. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll let you tell the story yeah, here. Yeah, let's hear it. The whole story, Tom's been, that was the third year, right? Third yes, year. Yes, third year. And, and y'all made me hunt more than 30 minutes this right. year. That's overrated. The first two years, he gets them off the fly down. We're eating breakfast. <laughs> at the professor's place. I hear breakfast is a big thing for you guys. Yes, it's a yeah. very it's big thing. It's the only thing. And pr- the professor is already angry. And if he's not <laughs> eating breakfast by 8 a.m., he, he's grumpy. We could tell angry professor stories for 30 minutes. <laughs> That's the first thing I learned about professor was breakfast is number one. Yes, nope, yes. No, turkey's one, breakfast two. Yes. That's yes. what he told me. It was funny when he was over there watching the trail camera pictures earlier because it was like deer, deer, deer. Ooh, look at that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Deer, lion, turkey. <laughs> Bigfoot, turkey. <laughs> but, so, it didn't happen right away. So, we actually had to, to walk a little bit. Which I've never seen Tom walk over <laughs> over about 120 yards. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we walked a field. And what time was it? It was almost noon, I think. Uh, yeah, because, uh, is it 12 or 1 you've got to stop? 1 we have to okay. stop. So, it was probably about an hour and a half before we had to stop. Yeah. And so... The professor is determined to kill one on the first morning, so he is. It's funny to watch him because he doesn't hide his emotions very well. So when he starts stomping off up the hill, he is stomping off up the hill. It looks like a six-year-old about to go throw a temper tantrum when they're heading down the hall. That's what you. That's what we were dealing with here. Yeah. So we were cutting our last field. I think it was our last field, and we were yeah, about to it was. give up. Yeah. And uh, topped, just topped the little hill, and the professor spots ahead. And about the time I get the camera set up, I'm not focused on how far the turkey is. Right. 
I'm just trying to get the camera on him, and professor's like, shoot him. There he is. It's a gobbler. <laughs> and you were a little uncomfortable because. I was, I, because, you, you know, when you don't have a background, because it was he was looking up over the hill, and so the tree line was like another 150 yards back. So I'm having trouble gauging the distance, and it's happening so fast and everything. And I'm thinking he's further away than, I, than I'm comfortable shooting here. But when the professor says shoot, you shoot. <laughs> I'm not arguing with the professor in the turkey field. <laughs> yeah. So first shot. Yeah. It looks well. It was hard for me to tell looking at this. Well, from me looking down the barrel of the gun, when, when I shoot a turkey and he goes down, I mean it, it's that same visual every time because I still shoot my beads. I don't. I don't have like a scope or anything. So when I shoot it, he disappears out of sight, and that's yeah. what I saw. And then, and then he gets up, and Tom unloads. <laughs> He's flying. I'm yeah. like, he caught me completely off guard. I'm like, what? I mean, it's I'm a- really freaking out because I'm like, I don't understand. When I shoot these things, you're supposed to be dead. Uh huh. And he disappears into the woods, and we did hear the crash, right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we did. I can't remember because I was actually trying to think about that this morning. When I think we, we heard it go down, and we may have heard it flop, but. Tom said, you know what the real bad thing is? I'm out of ammo. We left his turkey vest because it was one quick loop. You out of turkey ammo? Well, I left my vest in the truck because the professor was like, let's go. And he stomped it off. And you're, like, scared to, like, question the professor at that moment. So you just grab what you can and go because he's going to leave you. He's not looking back. (laughs) And so I grabbed the shells. And after I unloaded that bird flying, I'm like, hmm. Well, there she goes. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. No more. But the professor chased her down, chased it down, and uh, it was a good gobbler. Yeah, he said he got down at the foot of the hill and and, and saw him like piled up under some uh, a tree tree top yeah. that had fallen yeah. in the nice. bottom. Nice. He said he got down there and finished him off, and so I ended up getting the bird. Good. Yep. So that was that. That was an interesting start. But you had already killed a couple. I'd already killed. Uh, yeah, my first one in Missouri. You can kill the first week. You can kill one, mm-hmm. and you got to wait till the next week to kill your second. And I killed one right away. So turkey season was great. Yeah, it always and is. Most I also of the, killed most one of the in break, Illinois. Yeah. Most, you had a the break killed several turkeys yeah, this year. We didn't they? Turkeys, yeah, it was yeah. a good season for y'all. Yep. So I, yeah, I've, well, that's the most I've killed in a year is three, which. Tom kills that opening weekend in Tennessee. (laughs) No, no, no. I've already killed three before I get to Tennessee. (laughs) Well, yeah, wherever. Him and his Excel spreadsheet tells him where to go, where to be, when to sleep, hunt, buy tags. I don't think I've ever shown you the spreadsheet. I did show Shondi my turkey season spreadsheet, and she was – I thought she was going to faint. It is elaborate. Uh Like, you thought you saw a spreadsheet from any business? No. mm -mm. It's got, like, six tabs. It's color-coded. Oh, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. It really is. He hyperlinks pictures into them. Yeah, I hyperlink the pictures. I hyperlink uh, like the the regulation guides from each state because that's the that's the confounding thing to make sure because I want to make sure I'm doing everything right in every state and trying to keep up from state to state. Man, it's harder than you think. I mean, especially when you're only in a state for like three days and you move on to the next one, you move on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. So three turkeys for me was my best ever. Mm -hmm. Illinois to start it off early season in the Missouri. Two birds. So it was good. You had, uh, did y'all do anything before deer season? Y'all, y'all went turkey? We did elk. I, I feel that was it. Because I was sitting there thinking I knew there was something in between yeah. there. So I did. Uh, oh, yeah. You killed your first My first bull. elk. First elk, first bull. Okay. Yep. Only the, se- the second year I went elk hunting. Um, so it was good. It was, you know. When you told me the story originally about it, you're, it was a, it was a bow shot, and it was 80 yards? Is that what you told me? <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about that because uh, <laughs> let's do it. We don't have to go into too no, much more detail. We, uh, but I, I, the thing is, I was just – if somebody yeah. told me to shoot at 80 yards, I'd be like, uh, we got to go. Yeah, it was <laughs> – uh, I can't shoot that far. <laughs> yeah. 50 tops. Right. I, I practiced out to 100 going out there, and, I, you know, I could hit – a paper plate, beach ball, whatever at 100 yards. So hey. I felt pretty good. 70 yards I could hit That's a elk paper lung. plate. You can yeah. punch elk lung right. like that. Right. So uh, I was comfortable out to 70. And we move around. We see this bull. And, you know, the guide is leading me out there on the route to get to it without us seeing it. And he ranged it. And the problem was there was about a 15, 20-mile-an-hour headwind coming directly in us. 
and he ranged it at 70. So I dialed my sight into 70 and felt good, let it go, and right under it. The headwind just dropped, pushed the arrow down. And I was like, oh, man. And he said, reload. And then he's ranging it while I reload, and I was like, what's the range? And he said, 87. I was like, 87? <laughs> he's like, no, you got it. You were right under it, just a little higher. So I dialed my sight into 92 and held right on it. And it was going perfectly, but the the bull kind of, I guess he probably saw the arrow coming from that distance, looping in with my lighted knock right at dusk. And he turned into it, and it hit him in front of his, was his left shoulder come out, his right side behind. So... I could see the blood. I mean, it would look like a perfect hit right behind his shoulder, the exit as he's leaving. Right. And he ended up, we let him go overnight, and he ended up dying 100 yards from where I shot him. Nice. So got my first elk. But, yeah, I'll catch some grief on shooting that far probably. <laughs> but You shouldn't out. catch it. Look, if you, if you make the shot and you've been practicing <laughs> out to 100, I know there shouldn't be any grief over that. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, we Look, got Levi it Levi does it all the time, man. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure he does. I do. I, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast with him, but it's because I tell people all the time it, it, it amuses me. Hold on. We're going to let this overhead speaker clear. But, yeah. Michael Jordan dunks from the free throw line, too, you know. I mean, that's Levi of the Archer. I tell people all the time it's funny when you're watching Levi's show. Yeah. And, like, they'll be crawling across the tundra out west somewhere, and all of a sudden you'll see them freeze, and they'll look over a little a little hill or something, and you'll see a pronghorn standing there, and he'll look over at Justin, and he'll be like, how far is he? 88. And Levi draws. <laughs> I'm like, What? And then he heart shot the stupid antelope runs five yards and collapses because he hit every vital in his cavity. And I'm like, is he for real? Like, yeah. seriously. Like, this is every episode. Yeah. So, anyway. So, so my, Joe, my point is you shouldn't have to apologize for doing it if you can make the shot. That's true. Exactly. That's true. So, my first elk, that was good. Um, deer season kicked off, and it was a horrible year. I didn't get – well, I got one – one good buck behind my house, three-year-old, nice 10-point. But I knew he needed to know, live another year. But I knew if I hunted behind the house, he would tempt me enough, I'd probably kill him. <laughs> so I didn't even hunt behind my house this year. Um, had a lease in Missouri. Never saw anything over two years old. Had a lease in Illinois. Never saw anything over two years old during bow season. Oh, no. Kentucky didn't work out. And then I called you to see if I could buy that BPS from you because I drew a yeah. Illinois shotgun tag, and that worked yeah. out. Got overnight. Yeah, you know? that worked out. I ended up killing a good 152-inch 10-point with shotgun, shotgun season in Illinois. That's awesome. So, yeah, deer season went from nothing to hunt to this deer showing up out of nowhere. I didn't have any Browning Trail camera pictures of him. He just appeared wow. out of thin air, which works. Lucky. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, Sam Sam killed one, Sam right? Sam killed a doe, yeah. Sam killed a doe. So I, you got your boys out there in the woods. They're doing work. Got the boys out. Yeah, my oldest didn't get to hunt very much. He's into, you know, he's well, high and school and Farmer Jack ain't got time for this Farmer silly Jack, stuff. No. It's work. We got no, work. I don't have time. We got time to be in the field. Do we got to be in the shop. Farmer Jack, that is a good kid. It's <laughs> yeah, amazing. He's, he's my 10-year-old. <laughs> no, he's your 80-year-old. Well, yeah, 80-year-old and a 10-year-old's body. Yes. Oh, okay. Like if you if you ever seen like an old eighty year old man at the coffee shop grumbling about everything, yeah, that's his ten year old kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to play little league when he was nine years old, mm-hmm. and uh, so his first game, you know, of the summer, he's on the tractor with my dad cutting hay, and I go to Jack. I was like, Hey, Jack, we got to go. We got to get to your game. He's like. I just wish it'd get rained out. I got too much work to do. <laughs> like it's your first game. At nine, I got too much work to do. I was like, we're going. Let's go. <laughs> you got. I've got another story I like about Jack. Y'all were getting ready to go to church one morning, and like they were going to go to the late service, I think. And Jack's like, "Why are you people sleeping all day?" Like he so you like. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit about this, but at like 6 a.m., he's standing at the end of the driveway waiting for well, his grandpa to pick him up and go to the early service. It was the <laughs> night before. I said, "Well, we're going to late mass tomorrow." And uh, he's like, I'm not going at 10. I was like, yeah, we're going with the family. He's like, half the day's gone. <laughs> That's impressive. You've got some serious work ethic going on there. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> They're all good kids, though, but Drew's such a good athlete. He ain't got time for nothing. But yeah. 
hitting threes and yeah, playing football. He played all-conference in football as a freshman? He was all-conference in football, yeah. He started – well, he didn't play football. He didn't play as a freshman. Uh, he start, He played this year as a sophomore, mm-hmm. made all-conference his first year ever playing football. Wow. Started, um, started defense, safety, I think is what he was. Um, but he started varsity basketball and varsity baseball since he's a freshman. Um, yeah, he's he's a good athlete. That's awesome. So yeah, he's wrapped up in sports, and it's they overlap, and that's all he does. Yeah. He never has time for anything. But if we get him out once in a while, and right, he's be, he's more selective now. He's killed some decent deer, and yeah, turkeys. His his hunting career, because I, t- I started him. He is my oldest. I started taking him when he was seven years old. The I think it was a deer hunt first. Yeah, deer hunt first sit first morning. He killed what did he kill first? A button buck. So he killed a button buck. Next year we took, or then we rolled first morning. First morning within 30 minutes of shooting hours. Took him turkey hunting in the spring. Right off the fly down, he kills a 25 pound bird, 12 inch beard, inch and three eight spurs. Off fly down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, before the sun's up basically. Um, then we go to the fall. Kills a deer. First day. 30 minutes of sitting down. Turkey season. Off the fly down again. This went on for three years. You know, turkey hunting, deer hunting. So six sits, he probably has two hours in the woods, and he's got three turkeys and three deer. How would that be? He's like, yeah. why, why are people working at this? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> right. I just go out there and shoot stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so he started being more selective and, you know. Good. Yeah. That's, That's good. awesome. Yep. Well, now that we've covered uh, a little bit of the breaks 2018 season, you got you got anything else that I'm leaving out of the break season? We kind of touched. No, all I did the mountain lion thing that we did. Uh, we treat a female and let her go. Mm-hmm. Even though y'all didn't shoot that female, y'all did. Have, you and Joe both tell me that was like a great experience. That was so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's my first time ever mountain lion hunting and snowmobiling through the mountains of Colorado. And that's know. what Shondi calls Saturday. Saturday, yeah, exactly. I saw her <laughs> pictures. Yeah. She should be in the X when Games. I'm not hunting. I'm snowmobiling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is very difficult for a Midwest boy trying to. It's not like riding a four wheel. No, no. I can promise you, it's work. You gotta be able to move. Yep. Well, I can move Jump from side to side and actually handle that machine. <laughs> Apparently you thought you'd just sit on it and push the gas. That's not how that Apparently, goes. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me I can't move, woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was cool. It was cool. We uh, My first time mountain lion hunt, which is a bucket list deal for me. I really want to kill a lion. And we ended up tree and one the first day, first hunt. But where I hunt, they don't kill females. Mm-hmm. And we treat a female right out of the gate. And we ended up letting it go. And just That's didn't, a hard hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just didn't find a male to, to yeah. go after the next two days so well it took me four years so four years i don't feel too bad that you didn't get one on your first trip out yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no sympathy from this one over right. here buddy right so i'll try again next year awesome all right now we've covered his 2018 you had uh, one heck of a year young lady i did it, do we, do we, if, we, if uh, we start back at your turkey season we'll be here for an hour yeah turkey season was quick though we just whop, whop a couple times and it ran right to me now did you have was that where was natalie you hunt with natalie this I year did. okay i hunted with natalie krebs yeah so you did kill one in, in missouri. missouri got one in missouri and then uh i had a bear hunt in bc where i didn't get anything and uh <laughs> we're gonna skip that story yeah we don't <laughs> <laughs> she had an unsuccessful bear hunt and that's all we and it still say. eats at me What's, every day oh, yeah. if i think about it it was like oh anyway so fall starts and uh we started out on an upland hunt in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. I've never shot so many birds. Now, did you film that one for the Browning Shorts? We did Short film that series? one. Yep. And uh, I was home for about a week, and then I went to uh, Texas. You did go to Texas, I didn't did. you? That's what they were telling me. I went with a legend. Uh, he goes by the name of Tom Rainey. And, uh, from and you hunted with. <laughs> yeah, I, I hunted with the, the killer queen over here. <laughs> yes. I, I think... Uh, why don't we do this? We're, we're going to tease that part. Okay. Okay. We we'll leave that Texas, one out. All right. And so, then we'll talk, um, knock out, and then we'll do a roundtable discussion <laughs> on this Texas venture. And <laughs> I had a, a personal hunt in uh, Utah, and my husband killed a 29-inch wide 3x3 mule deer. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Daughter got to be there. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. And then I ended up in Colorado. Um, shot a really nice mule deer there. And then... Um, after that, I went down to New Mexico where I shot my biggest bull elk ever. 
phenomenal hunt. That was. I was going to say everybody that pretty... I've talked to that was on that hunt because I told you I had or you had sent me the text because mm-hmm. Callie had just posted her antlers yep. from her elk down mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and then so immediately after i see that you send your picture and i was like is this callie's and you were like no sir no this is mine this one is mine well, that was a snowflake sister that one. <laughs> and will brantley <laughs> did not send me a picture oh no i was a little I feel nervous bad for to the send guy, you though. that picture though yeah, it I, is, like, I, don't, I wanted to tear your heartstrings or anything but yeah. uh beautiful bull it was a great time we uh, went five for six down there right and uh i mean epic story you just yeah, that'll be that, 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 that. Everybody I talked to said that was a great experience. It was down there. It was. It was a lot of hiking, a lot of spotting. Now, did you do? Any, you hadn't done anything else since that. Yeah, you did. You did a, a duck hunt after the elk. I did. Right? Yep, right after the elk, I did a teal hunt with Du um, on the Great Salt Lake. And I bet that was neat because I have not done waterfowl. Of not that not not that there's any reason for anybody to know this, but when I started my career in the outdoor industry, I was with Avery Outdoors, so mm-hmm. obviously we were heavily involved in waterfowl and. I have not had a chance to do it on the Great Salt Lake, and I've heard that that is, like, pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I grew up there. I've never been on the Great Salt Lake till this year. Right. And, uh, man, that, that Fried Feathers Outfitters, they had it dialed they? in. They set us up, you know, and we were out there just freezing on the ice waiting for them to move. And as soon as they started moving, it was, like, 50, I mean, wads at a time, just coming. Every right. time, every time. Um, that was a great hunt, though. Every, I mean, you would be done in 45 minutes. It was cool. Way cool. So does this mean we can go back to Texas? Let's do now? Texas. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll set a little bit of a foundation here. Earlier, I want to say it was all the way back at Shot Show last year. Rafe, Rafe, Rafe Nielsen comes to me and uh, discusses a film project that Browning wanted to put in play. So it's going to be a series of short films uh, where people associated with the Browning brand were, able, were going to be able to get out in the field. A uh, little behind the curtain, but mostly just to try to get some uh, time in the field with each other. Uh, the concept was great, uh, and, and we started doing some of the films. And you start, I guess, the Upland film. Upland was that one was your one first one yep. that you filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foster Bartholomew did a turkey because we were trying to do different species. Like each episode was going to be a different species. So there's your foundation. Part of the inside joke on all of this, if you've listened to all these podcasts, is that I love turkey hunting. And so when Rafe sent out the list at first, and I wasn't on the turkey hunt, I was about to boycott this whole thing. <laughs> we were going to have riots in the streets and start burning trash cans. And I was, he was like, but you get to do the whitetail hunt. And I was like, You're the only if Shawnee goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, it worked out to where Shawnee and I were going to be able to do it together, and this is how we land in Texas. Yeah, I landed in Texas, and uh – kind of nice tom rainy picked me up at the door loaded my gun in he was taking care of me and because uh, you had you, you, you a little background on your whitetail hunting you uh growing up in utah uh, most of your hunting has been your exposure was mule deer all mule deer so yeah. I, I shot you I had shot killed one, in, one whitetail previously I had, yeah i shot one in nebraska and then somebody decided to put a uh, western girl in a tree stand in kentucky the next year and <laughs> lost my mind <laughs> well are you telling me the story about how how that was so odd for you it, kind of in, impacted my decision on where i thought we should do the deer mm-hmm. hunt exactly because i thought texas we get down there in the towers you know you're on more of a schedule you hunt the morning feed you hunt the afternoon feed and mm-hmm. you get time in camp and that so you don't have to do the 12 hour set because so, those are brutal <laughs> tough back here to sit there all day long. <laughs> so we knew that we would have a good time when we got out there. Yeah. So we showed up at the Gravic first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, sighted the guns in. Saw an awesome snake after it rained for days and days. It was not getting out of that buggy. And, uh, our, our time at the Gravic was neat. Derek actually helped coordinate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, if you're familiar with the Neistat Foundation, that the break does they get their exposure through the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Neistat Foundation, the uh, the founder of the Neistat Foundation also has the Gravic Ranch, so he owns that. So they're closely tied together. And I don't know mm-hmm. if his original intent when he set the ranch up was for the veterans, and, and but that's how it's mm-hmm. evolved. A lot of veterans get, are able to come down there and get to do hunts and right. get to do some uh, therapy, recovery, you know, just out in the woods, get a little trigger time. So yeah. he's got some gun training down there at the Gravic. And so Mike met us down there and was actually – Mikey. I, yeah, Mikey. Mikey. <laughs> no, I actually asked him about that. I was like, now, what is your name? He said, it's Mike, but they call me Mikey. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I get it, Mikey. <laughs> and so 
actually one of the things he actually showed us there helped me on helped me feel more relaxed when I, we were in the stand down there. The whole three points of contact on the right. long-range mm-hmm. shooting and everything. And yeah. I, I even say it in our film that I grew up in West Tennessee. I don't – we were shooting 80 yards with, like, 30 out six, 180 grain, you know, just shoot through the tree, plow through. You ain't got to shoot very far. You just got to get through the brush. Yeah, they and sat so, us down and on the long-range one. And yeah. you're like, you want me to shoot at 500? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what, move over time. I got yeah. this. Let me show you how it's done. I was Actually, I, it is true. I was, like, humiliated to shoot because Shawnee's, like, drilling everything at 600, and I'm like – I mean, my back's a little sore today. You think we can go back to the lodge? I don't, I don't know if I can get any shooting in today. You pulled it off. You did good. So it worked out. Yeah, I think you, you claimed that I actually hit the bullseye on my second shot at 600. You did. You did. And I, I, can't, I'm, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see that far, so it, it's a minor miracle that I hit anything <laughs> that far off. Uh, so we had a good yeah. time at the Yeah, neat place. Made the drive over. You got to meet up with your new love, Uncle Randy. I love Uncle Randy. He's my guy. <laughs> so we get down there, and Sean and I go at it, uh, like the banter back and forth, picking at each other quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so. So I sent guns out for this. Yes, yes, I'm yes. Get the uh, X Bolt Pro this year with carbon fiber stock. Yep. I called Tom. He says, "What are you? What are you going to shoot?" And he says, "30 out six. Oh, okay. I didn't didn't say anything. I could, uh-huh. I could tell by the tone of her voice. She's like, oh, "All righty then. Yeah, we got plenty." <laughs> yep. <and> we, <laughs> so I said, "Anyone show up there?" And he pulls out his thirty out six. <laughs> man's gun. Grown man's, man's gun. gun. Yeah, hundred and eighty grain bullet. <laughs> Gonna leave a blood trail. I heard all about it. I told her. I kept telling her, "I ain't into tracking." Nope. <laughs> I went. Well, all right, okay. <laughs> so, you sent yourself a. I sent mine a uh, six five Creedmoor. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's kind of trendy, isn't it? Yeah, it, oh, it is. <laughs> so you can see already how this kind of spiraled out of control as mm-hmm. we <laughs> jabbed back and forth at each other here. So he pulls it out, and I uh, immediately went for the uh, old man legendary thirty out six. So it escalated to grandpa too, I believe. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm grandpa the over grandpa here on my thirty out six. Hundred and eighty green, thirty out six. Yeah, that was it. And so of course I had to, <laughs> being the juvenile that I am, I have to retaliate. I can't just take that sitting down. <laughs> I'm like, what you got over there? Yeah. Six point five Creedmoor. Yeah. Millennial. <laughs> then it went one step yeah, farther past went, millennial. Yeah, and then we went snowflake. Oh. <laughs> she and winced. It's... She did wince. She, it, was a, it was a glancing blow. Ooh. Me a little bit. You know what? Then I went, I'm going to embrace this. Yes, she did. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> My 6'5 Creedmoor is now, made, or is now called snowflake. Yes, her 6.5 Creedmoor <laughs> is called Snowflake. Everybody else got a manly gun name. No, that is Snowflake. Yeah. yeah. What's your gun name? Black Death. What about yours? Snowflake. Snowflake. <laughs> and we, I completely embraced the Snowflake. You did. I did. And so first morning out, we were talking. Yep. And we're, uh, we're, we're doing like the, the B-roll before we go out yep. for the hunt the first morning. Mm-hmm. And I left you with a uh, shoot straight snowflake. Yes, you did. <laughs> so <laughs> that would be her new hashtag. She uses all the um. time, even when <laughs> snowflake's not around. Everything is shoot straight snowflake. Shoot straight snowflake. And then uh, after the hunt, though, Luke, that, that was actually the best line of the week. I thought that was. It was because yeah. after Shondi makes her initial shot, and the film is actually probably I think it'll be published here in the next week or two, right? Yep. yep. So when it's online, you can actually see it. Shondi makes a good shot on the on the deer mm-hmm. that she ends up killing. Yeah, it starts coming to her just a little bit. Yep, yeah, runs right at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She go, decides that the ethical thing to do go ahead and put him down mm-hmm. before he gets into the woods, and they're gonna have to do any tracking. So she puts him down right there in the field. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, text message from our guy is our Randy, yeah. yeah, and he says, "Why two shots?" <laughs> I just laugh. <laughs> and Shondi says. Oh, I kind of linked there. I, just <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're the star treatment you're I know, getting with the I photography over here. I got a little paparazzi here. for a yeah, second right, here. Right. Uh, uh, but I fired back at Randy and said, uh, Snowflake got excited. <laughs> <laughs> so and Randy didn't know how to take me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm in hysterics. I'm laughing so hard. That Snowflake got excited. Snowflake got excited. <laughs> 
glad she did. So That was a good time down there, though. Yeah, but it was great. You know, the best part about that was you had to do a little tracking of your own on that 30-06, and I could see mine. <laughs> I didn't have to go into the woods. I think it was because the, the blunt force of, of my impact knocked it into the grass oh, i think that's yeah. what it was pitched yeah. it up and mm-hmm. threw that deer 15 <laughs> yards into the grass that's what happened with mine y'all watch the video see what you think yeah that <laughs> <laughs> you can fast forward over that part <laughs> actually you don't want to miss that part because uh you will want to watch it i won't i won't, I won't give away everything yet but as we are looking for my dear uncle randy tricks me and he does. I thought you were gonna cry he got me I was going to <laughs> I really was uh, anyway that'll be the Browning short films project uh, you can see all of that hunt uh, I think it'll be about a week, about a week uh, all, all the social media platforms will push it out so mm-hmm. you'll be easy to it'll be easy to find that so we're gonna play my question game <laughs> Actually, what I, what I should we, we should really throw everybody and let you explain how to put in a lift kit. <laughs> I can do that. You take your A arm off, your top A arm, lower A arm. <laughs> yeah, and we're not kidding about this. She knows how to do it, people. Yeah, it's kind of my second passion. Uh, third, hunt snowmobile trucks. Say that again in order. Hunt snowmobile trucks. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't ask a question yet. <laughs> she's, she's just giving me answers over here. It's like we're on Jeopardy. Like, and now I'm supposed to say, Shondi's three favorite recreational activities. Hunt, snowmobile, truck. <laughs> no, I got the answer right on Jeopardy. Oh, okay. We're playing Jeopardy oh, yeah. here. What you know, is? In the yeah. form of a question. Millennial. I've never seen Jeopardy either. Yeah. What in the world? Oh, for the love. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I've seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's like, she's not kidding. She hasn't seen Jeopardy. Have you seen The Price is Right? Yes. Do you know who Bob Barker is? Yeah, like old dude. He was the guy in... Uh, old dude. That's why we get Adam out of... Adam Sandler's movie. Yeah. yeah, that's how she's seen do you know it. Who, do you know who Bob Barker is? Yeah, the old dude. He used to host it. Yeah, well, now I'll the say, comedian okay, hosts it, right? That. I don't know his Drew name. Carey. That guy, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll see. start with Sean D. Campbell. Pretty set go. Your three favorite sitcoms of all oh, time. Oh, that hurt a little bit. I thought it was going to be the other question. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we, we, we got a few minutes. We might be able to get back to the other questions. Um, friends. Oh. <laughs> Seinfeld's not up there. Oh, then um, your list is invalid. I did like Lucifer. That was a good one. What? Yeah. Not old. New. Is that a sitcom? What is it a sitcom? I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's on Fox. I see, I see <laughs> Lucifer, and I'm headed the other direction on the channel. Oh, <laughs> that the Lucifer OC. guy can be rough, huh? The OC. Is that a sitcom? It was. Was it? Early 2000s. I don't Man, know. Very clearly, I know nothing about these shows. These are the struggles of an old man talking yeah. to a millennial here. I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, <laughs> I want a new question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three favorite 80s hair bands. Go. Oh, yeah. Motley Crue, ACDC. Ooh, White Snake. Yeah, we can go White Snake, David Coverdale. Heck yeah, yeah. Tony Katana. I'm better with that one. Poison, Poison, number one, probably though. Ooh. Poison, Poison. I have a funny story about Poison. I actually got to work T-shirt security for them at a general admission concert in college. It's kind of cool. Doesn't surprise me. Probably have all the autographs, know them all, hang out with them on the weekends. <laughs> me and Brett Michaels, we're just chilling. Mm, kick it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you were more prepared for that than you were the sitcom. So you don't watch TV that much anymore. No, I don't. I'm more of a music fan. So I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm go, I'm do the 80s hair bands with Derek. Derek, this is like got to be your wheelhouse, right? Oh, it was my wheelhouse. That's high school. <laughs> uh, your three favorite Ooh. 80s hair bands. I'm older than you think, huh? I wasn't born then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go with your three favorite 80s hair bands. Go. Just three? We're, no, we're going to make you name, name five. All right. Oh. Poison, Motley Crue. I'll go Warrant. Janie Lane. Yeah. I will go, um, oh, gosh, I'll have to go Def Leppard. Oh. Yeah. Man, y'all's list are way better than what we put together yesterday. Yeah. I butchered it when Gina turned the question on me. Mm. I couldn't think of anybody but Molly Crew. Yeah. I like Kiss. That's a good one. Yeah. How many is that? Uh, I'm going to take Kiss away from We're going to call them Glam Rock. 
Glam Rock? Yeah, we're going to call Kiss Glam Rock. All right. (laughs) Well, then I'll go with Cinderella. Nice. Yep. I actually saw them in concert. That was my first concert I ever went to was Cinderella. I saw them open for Poison. So I really? saw I saw I saw a Cinderella Poison concert. That was a good one. That was good. I ate lunch with Kip Winger. Oh, you were telling me that story. Yes, you know, you know Winger, the band Winger. Yep, yep. Yeah, at lunch, my aunt was the uh, when they came to the Show Me Center in Cape for the concert was Cinderella. It was Cinderella, Warrant, and the Bullet Boys, and uh, she was the feel or the uh, food and beverage manager. So I got to sit down and eat lunch wow. with, brought us in for That's lunch cool. with Kip Winger, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> Way cool. Now I'm going to give you a different, I'm going to give you a different, well, what question do I want to give you? I might give you both of them. <laughs> Since this is the break podcast, we're going to dig deeper into Derek Dernberg. Oh, no. Let's go three favorite sports teams. I actually have a funny story about your favorite sports teams after you give me the list. My three favorite sports teams of any. Yep, any sport, anything. All right. They can I'll, be collegiate, too. I tell people you can be a sports fan. Collegiate manager. as yeah. well? Well, Cardinals, obviously. Top of the food chain. Yes, that's the number one. Um, then I'll go, I think I will go with the Detroit Pistons when I started watching NBA and the Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Yes. Bad Boys. Yep, back in the early 90s. Did you Love play basketball like Lambeer? Is that how you played? No, man, I had skill. Oh, you were like I was the skill. You were like player. the microwave. You were like Vinnie Johnson out there, <laughs> like me. Joe Dumars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go Detroit and uh, Pistons. yeah, Detroit Pistons, and then uh, if I pick a football team, um, well, the Rams left us, so I can't pick. By them. the way, this is where my funny story comes from. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I will say the Rams when they were in St. Louis. I don't like them at all now that they're in L.A. It's funny because I still remember this, and it was a two-word post that you made on Facebook the day that they announced that the Rams were moving back to Los Angeles, and all he put was, bye, Felicia. Yep. And I laughed. Heart was broke. And I still remember this. Everybody's lashing out on social media. And all I get out of Derek is, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. I was heartbroken, man. When the Rams moved, I was heartbroken when the Cardinals left St. Louis. Do you know that? They used to be oh, Arizona that's way Cardinals. before she was yeah. born. Used to be in St. Louis. I kept seeing these Cardinals all over here, and I thought, there's no Cardinals here. This is Louisville here, honey. I know. There's like these cardinal birds on all the... Louisville Cardinals. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that the Cardinals left St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams finally came. And the first season they were there, I bought into the Rams gear and everything. And the first game I went to, they played the Packers. And it was... We walked... Me and a buddy, we walked to pre, the pregame, hit the bars downtown... We walked in our Rams gear. It was nothing but green in the bar for the Packers. And they're like, hey, some Rams fans are here. Like, what the heck is going on? And then that were terrible then. And then they started winning. And, yeah, and then they left us. Was it the fastest show on turf? The greatest show greatest on show turf. Greatest show on turf. Yep. Kurt Warner. We thought it was over when uh, – I can't think of his name off the top of my uh, head. Number 10. He got hurt every Trent Green. Trent Green. Trent Green got hurt, preseason game, and this was the year that we were going to be good. Got Trent Green. Got old Ike Bruce out there. Isaac Bruce, and yeah. Who was uh, the Holt, other? There was Torrey another. Holt. Yeah, Tory Holt was on Torrey the Holt. team. I said Corey. Tory Holt and uh, Oz Hakeem. And uh, uh, Marshall Falk was and in the And Marshall backfield. Falk. Yeah, I got a cool story about Marshall Falk, too. But, uh, yeah, Trent Green goes down, and we thought it was over. And Kurt Warner. That's where he got his debut, pulled him off the shopping cart bagging line <laughs> to put him into the game, and here we go. The greatest show on turf. I just know all I ever think about every time I think about the St. Louis Rams is bye, Felicia. That's all I, that's all I, said. That's all I can think about. I don't even remember them winning the Super Bowl. I just remember bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, so Marshall Falk, so a lot of people don't know this, but I used to be a golf pro back in the day. Yep, right out of college. I was a golf pro working at a country club in St. Louis and uh, we'd host events and sometimes local celebrities would come in and here come Marshall Falk in 
for a tournament. A rain, we had a rain delay, and I knew he was coming, so I packed up a bunch of – I got a bunch of footballs for him to sign and everything and got a rain delay, so he's trying to get away from people bugging him um, because 100 people were bugging him sitting in the room. So he come into the, the pro shop office, and we hung out and talked for a while, and he signed That's a bunch cool. of stuff. And here's another cool story, and this is – I was sleeping at the wheel here. So Red Shandings has a – golf tournament for a charity that hosted at our country club you didn't get wait a minute you missed a chance to get red shandies to sign you something no i got red okay i got red but i didn't have any i didn't have any baseballs right when he got there i had to get there early in the morning to set it up none of the sporting goods shops were open so i got there i was working at this deal and i was going to catch red at lunchtime have him sign some baseballs I was, after they got out on the course i was going to run to the store grab some balls he'd sign them well anyways i'm setting everything up getting the golf carts ready getting the the tees out and the signs and everything. And I look up, I pull around the corner in a golf cart, and we've got Red standing there talking. I see he's talking to two guys in another cart. It's Jack Buck, Stan Musial. And I was, oh, my God. I told the the general manager, like, look, I'm gone. I'm going to get some baseballs. I'll be right back. By the time I got there, Jack Buck and Stan Musial were gone. And I ended up just getting Red. Could you imagine that? Stan Musial, Jack Buck, and Red Shanning signing the same baseball. That would have been amazing. Yes, and I missed it because I was too lazy to go to the sporting goods store the oh. day before to get my baseballs. That's a, bad, that's a sad story, yes, man. it's a very sad story. But here's another cool story. So I, uh, talking sports and baseball. <laughs> so my first son was born in St. Louis when I lived up there as a golf pro. And the priest, uh, one of the members of the club was a priest. And we wanted him to baptize him. He lived on the hill, which is the Italian area. And that's where Yogi Berra and uh, Joe Garagiola lived. And that's where you can go play bochi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to, I'm getting uh, my kid baptized. The priest, that's the member of the country club, tells me, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there because they're dedicating the street to Yogi Berra that day. So... I'm going to have to roll out right after church. So I was thinking this time, it's like I'm going to bring some baseballs just in case Yogi's there. And sure enough, we sat in the back because we got the little kid crying. I look, going to communion, I see Yogi Bear walk, go to communion. As soon as church was over, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I grabbed the baseballs and I sprint up to the front of church. As soon as the priest walks by me, I was like, Yogi! I was like, hey, my kid's getting baptized. It's actually my dad's birthday, too. Same day, I had mm-hmm. three baseballs. I got. I was like, Yogi, my kid's getting baptized. It's my dad's birthday. Will you sign some baseballs for me? He's like, you bet, buddy. He's like, what's your kid's name? He's like, Drew. He's like, to Drew, Yogi Berra. Oh, wow. Happy, bat, happy baptism or something like that. That's so cool. that was a cool story. That's all my baseball stories. So. Did you get Henry one? Yeah, I got dad one for his birthday. <laughs> I got my boy one for his baptism, and I got one myself. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Three favorite sitcoms, Mr. Dernberger, go. Sitcom, Seinfeld, Office, Dukes of Hazard. See, the, the, I, I asked him just so I could get Seinfeld on here, gets a little more play for those guys. Because <laughs> oh, somebody at this table. going to haunt me. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? I'm bringing this up until you see all Number one scenes. is Seinfeld of all time. Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Even though it's funny because if you think about it, and I think Seinfeld even said this recently, like they wouldn't let him make that show now. No. No. They tiptoe like and dance week. across yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. Whoa, hello. You remember the uh, talking about not being able to do that now? Remember Richard Dawson on The Family Feud? Oh, man. Kissing every woman on the yes. show. Yes. <laughs> uh, this was well before your time. Have you, have you ever seen the reruns of it, though? The host of The Family Feud, like every lady on the show, he would kiss her. Oh. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's a no-go for now. <laughs> no. no. I could no. see him leaning over trying to kiss Shondi. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me get snowflake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut that down real bad. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that'll do it now for this morning here. At well, first, Wait, we got to talk gonna... about an upcoming hunt that you're supposed to. Oh, we're going to tease this? Oh, yeah. Man. Now, Let's just go ahead and do this business on the air here while we're let's, let's do are we are since we're teasing it. Mm-hmm. Are we going to make this episode? We already online? got the title, huh? We're going to do an online 
when, for you guys? Yeah. No, it's TV. Or we're gonna do a break. No, it's I didn't know. If we, I didn't know. If you, I didn't know if you were gonna do like a, a, a short film for it. Or, or well, Browning can do the short film if they want, and they can go whatever direction they want. But I know the direction I'm going, <laughs> and it's a full episode. Snowflake versus the professor, or Snowflake versus the legend. I want to know if <laughs> breakfast better be a segment. Oh, it'll be part. Of it. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk to Joe. We're going to put our feet down on this breakfast thing. I didn't realize it was a thing for you guys. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I like it's the part uh, of the hunt. snowflake versus legend. Yeah. You're not going to have to tell me to shoot because I'm not waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like she's throwing down the gauntlet now. So yeah. I guess we're teasing that this spring, Shandi mm-hmm. and I will be visiting our friends at the break. We'll be yep. going down. I have the last few years. You've probably seen the episodes with Derek and uh-huh. the professor. I keep telling Shondi she can't have the professor. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily because we're just both angry all the time. I want to see them both in action, though. I've, I Derek mean, I've, will tell you, that's I've been around enough now to listen about every turkey hunting story that you have. I made it like 20 minutes without talking about turkey hunting, didn't I? No. No. Did I? Seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to go down. I want to see it. I want to see what the professor really does, what Tom Rainey really does. We're turkey whispers. No, we're gonna. And, uh, we're not splitting up. Okay. It's a, it's a double in Missouri in the morning, and then we're headed over to Kentucky where we can hunt all day, and we're gonna double over there as well. Four birds. We're gonna double there. Two states, one day. We're gonna Whoa. double there, after we eat breakfast. <laughs> I suggested. <laughs> I suggested killing off the roost in Missouri with a double. Head to Illinois to hunt till one. Skip breakfast. Yeah. Let's try for six birds, two states, one day. But Tom and Aww. the professor vetoed that. <laughs> breakfast first. Bird breakfast here. first. You didn't know anything could cut in on my passion for turkey. I didn't. Did I didn't know breakfast was a thing for you. Or his passion for biscuits and gravy and grits. Yes. That's fine eats. <laughs> That's I'm not a, a breakfast fan, so me and Derek are just going to keep going. We'll leave well, you I, I am a fan of breakfast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, never now, mind. I yeah. should warn you, this place that we stop for breakfast, try. just eat, just order one pancake. Just one. Yes. If you order the short stack, you can't eat it all. <laughs> They're monstrous. Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a Starbucks there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There are no Starbucks. <laughs> We're, we won't be driving through any urban sprawl. We will actually be in rural Missouri. Yes. We're reading that the parkette. They take cash. Only. I think that's I don't all. Carry cash. That's all cash, they take. Cash or, yeah, ounces of gold. Cash or yeah. Yes. If you're a, if you're, if, I think if you're a friend or you actually live there, you can probably sign your ticket and come back and pay it at Credit. the end of the month. Yeah, yeah that's right. They sent you a bill. <laughs> oh, awesome. This is going to be good, though. I'm excited. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. That yes, ought to be a I can't good trip. Because mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll be coming back from Iowa. I'll do my freaks hunt. Because that's what I do every year. I yep. go freaks and I drive straight down to your place. And we it can, will be on. You need to fly into St. Louis when he's passing through. Yeah, I can through. just pick you up in St. Louis pick on the way through. Okay. Pick her up and I'm going to slay some turkeys. It. it won't take long. One day. Nope. She hasn't seen a turkey strut, though, you were telling me. No. And really work, so. We got to get him strutting in, flogging the decoy, and you better hope he struts before he gets in gun range. <laughs> oh, like, oh, every one of them, they run right at me, and I've never been able to see one like do its thing. So Tom's thinking it's you know telling me it's all so cool, and I'm like, dude, seriously, I just whop whop, they run at me. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say just a, a friendly bit of advice about turkey hunting: I always assume I'm not going to kill one. <laughs> because that's how they are. They're they're crazy. They're like Houdini, man. They, well, that's what told me. They you told me about like they're crazy. You can't, you can't trust a turkey to, to do what it's supposed to do. I've killed three now, and they all do the same thing. Oh. <laughs> I have yet to encounter a smart one. Well, I, we, we we can show you some smart ones. We, <laughs> I, I can assure you, we know where some smart ones are. That's not our goal, though. We need. To not see the smart ones. <laughs> I think Joel will have them all figured out by then. Oh yeah, because I think he's saying that uh, he wants to take you over there for you. Like, if, if I kill one, or I don't know, he wants to go behind his grandmother's again. Yeah, there's a good chance for a double. Yeah, there's a good chance over there. And just yeah. to Joel, we were already talking about. All right, he's got a scout. He needs to use my. He said, "Well, 
we're gonna we're gonna pick he picks out turkeys he targets turkeys like deer he names turkeys and i'm going he's going after a specific turkey so he says hey do you have one of those defender 850s i was like yeah he said all right i need to use it i'm going to climb a tree in a roost tree and i'm going to put it up there so i can get a good look at these turkeys <laughs> that way i don't have to climb up to check the camera every time what? i can check it from the bottom right. with, the, with the app that sounds about right <laughs> that's why I like when he like i'll go up there and he, he'll show me a trail cam picture and he's not kidding when he's Does like, he all right, him? this is your turkey. <laughs> and I'm like. Does he name him? He might be more intense about this than me. <laughs> I may have met my match with the professor. Yeah. Well, I killed Horsetail. Oh, there was yeah. a name. Oh, yeah, there's a name. Yeah, he had a pictures of this How bird for three apart? years, and I killed Horsetail. It's got like a dot above its eye. How do you know? Because <laughs> it had a horsetail of a beard. It was like that thick. Oh, like the okay. So thickness of a bat handle. Beards. Well, okay. if you didn't shoot them the minute they got in gun range, you could let them come in a little closer and identify them. Hell oh. yeah. 70 yards is just right there for me, guys. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Any closer, he might jump on top of yep, me. Yeah, we're still after ivory tips. Oh. He's got a That's the one I want. picture. Yeah, a brown camera picture of an ivory though. tip spur. Wow. I think Joe wants to kill him, though. Probably. So don't shoot that one. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like we're in a, a ranch in Texas. Like you can't shoot this one. Don't shoot that one. Don't shoot that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. It'll be fun. I'm glad you're coming. I'm always glad Tom comes. So it's it's a good it's time. good time. I do think we, if we're going to try to do the all day thing on the first day, I think we save the cookout for our celebration. Yes. Because we, we usually will. do a cookout the first night, but well, we're gonna have two cookouts. Uh-oh. We have the cookout with Joe's cousins. Yeah, and everything, and then we're going to grill some pork yes. steaks and all kinds of good we're gonna stuff. We're going to indoctrinate Shandy to what's what's that farm? What do they what they call it? Piece of land over there. I mean, it's his family's cousin's land, I guess. Yeah, Josh's anyway. land. Yeah, Josh. I think that's something like that's what that. He calls it. Okay, that's that's a good time over there. Oh yeah, I'm always down for. A oh yeah, they're about six <laughs> natural lights in by the time we get done hunting at eight a.m. Oh, I'm out on the natties, guys. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> they just sit up there on the porch and cheer for us when we come back to the truck. <laughs> y'all kill anything yet? No, not yet. All right, y'all good luck. <laughs> y'all have a good day. We'll be here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Danny schedules, Joe's cousin schedules vacation just for our trip down here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like serious. Like they do, I mean, they cook like good food, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, can't wait. It's Are we going to cook with Is Henry going to cook one night? Yeah, we'll cook one night at okay. my folks' place. Cool. So, yeah, we'll have some pork steaks, fried turkey. Henry likes to cook. Crappie. His dad, his dad that's, his, that's like his favorite thing to do, it seems like. At least cook yeah, out he for likes people. To, yeah, he likes to entertain. He likes to host parties and – it's a good time. But we are entertaining, so. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I can't wait. Oh, all right, so now that we've teased our turkey hunt, I believe that's going to wrap it up. I almost That'll forgot that. It. That'll wrap it up. Once again, Tom Rainey, Sean Campbell, Derek Dernberger here, <laughs> ATA 2019. This is the third day. There is a finish line in sight, ladies and gentlemen. I think we can wrap this one up. We appreciate you listening, and thank you so much for being here today. Shoot straight, Snowflake. This is Derek Dernberger, and you're listening to The Break Podcast. 